1: Hey, my name is Shiloh. I got my friend Kyle up here playing with me today. The song we're going to play is called I Need You.
2: Flickering street light on the seventh. Nearly about to drive me insane. Lovers holding hands in the parking lot. Laughing and see it starts to rain You, you're probably at your apartment Lying all alone in your bed I should have known When I saw you bending low At your record player you played play me next You got your own way of walking You got your own way of talking found some matches you left here, set them on fire one by one. I laid on the floor and watched the fan blades, draw lazy circles till dawn. And I had a good long think about us, or the lack thereof to tell the truth. I cannot divine how you could sleep at night knowing you made someone so blue. But you're not me, and I'm not you. your own way of walking you got your own way of'm talking
3: Think we're good all right well, welcome you to porch talk got a uh, shiloh martin and kyle saw hill here with me we are at little italy's and just to start things off guys tell me a little bit about where we're at what does what does this place mean to the music community oh
1: this is the epicenter of music in birmingham <laughs> this place a loaded is, question <laughs> yeah this place is a uh this this it's loaded full of meanings and memories for all of us. This has become like the the Bluebird Cafe of Birmingham. I think like this is where this is where uh, original music has it comes to thrive and be born. <laughs> I think <laughs> so. Yeah, this place is really special. So I'm really happy that we were
4: able to do this here.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, just from some of the podcasts I've done here in Birmingham, you know, this place it typically comes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, just what it means to the community. Yeah. Uh, so, just for starters, uh, for the both of you, um, tell me a little bit about uh, growing up, where you're from, and how you got into music.
1: Um, you want me to go first? Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I grew up in Oak Grove, Alabama, way out in the country. I went to school down there in Oak Grove, uh, and um, music was just always kind of there. Uh, you know, it was my father was a blues guitar player um he and my mom divorced when i was two but uh he was present in my life and um my mom uh she could play guitar and i know that she could have written songs like if she that was something that she decided to do but i think she was more preoccupied of course with you know raising me and then eventually my little brother and um so but uh music was kind of a, uh, you know it was just always there um she got me playing piano when i was like eight Mm-hmm. And um, I got real into that because I uh, started out on like, classical stuff, and so that was like, you know, that opened up a, an avenue in my brain that I still travel down every now and then. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, um, I'm trying to think. Because like I said, it's just ever-present. It's hard to think of where it came from. Yeah. It's just there all the time. Um,
3: what about like the early influence? Like? that you know that first record or so on the radio that was like oh let's just do it
1: well um I'll tell you what probably that that would be I would be able to pinpoint that a little bit better um I remember and this is gonna be some strange <laughs> but um one time I came home from school and uh, I had a bad day and um, it was like towards my birthday which is on Halloween and um my mom turned on uh Kiss's Greatest Hits kiss yes <laughs> and that's it i heard i was made for loving you i think i was like 10 or 11 and i was like oh well this is awesome this is you know mm-hmm. so um that's how that that's how that kind of began um i'd always loved poems and stuff i love the written word i love you know verse and um i love lyrics i love rhymes the way that they all can kind of fit like puzzle pieces and um my grandma would get me to memorize little poems and things like that and um and so uh, I eventually started, you know, writing my own little poems and little songs and things. And, um, but I never put them together on the piano. I didn't do that. Um, it wasn't until I started, it wasn't until I taught myself guitar at 14 that I, I started to do that.
3: Was uh, it always a 12-string?
1: Um, I started out on an ovation that eventually fell apart. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, Was, it, was and, uh, it the
3: round backs? Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was plastic. The whole thing, it was awful. It sounded awful, but it was my first guitar and I loved it. And,
3: um, the 12-string came uh, not long after that. I got that when I was about 15 or 16. Okay.
4: Yeah. All right, Cal, let's hear it. All uh, right, yeah, so I, I started off I grew up in Huffman and ended up graduating from Trussville. And growing up, uh, my parents had a record player and a lot of records, and I just put on whatever record I pulled out next. Um, it was a lot of R&B and classic rock, and I didn't really have a preference of, Style I just like whatever music I heard, whatever came on the radio. Uh, but I remember being in eighth grade and the whole Seattle grunge thing happened. A buddy of mine brought uh, Pearl Jam's uh, first record, or first CD, ten. I remember listening to it in the headphones and thinking, Wow, those guitars! Those guitars sound really cool. And I took lessons and learned how to play uh, chords, you know, being inspired by that. And I never had any inspirations to play lead guitar until I heard Dark Side of the Moon, and I listened to Tom, and I was like, i got to learn how to play some stuff like that. And for my birthday, my mom took me to Highland Music. I took six months of lessons from Ben Treston, and that's, you know, he taught me how to play by ear, how to play skills, and that's where I am now.
3: Yeah, and just, uh, man, it's crazy. It seems like uh, just with social media or if I just happen to be out – it seems like you're you stay fairly busy. Yeah,
4: I've been lucky. <laughs> she gave me a lot of street cred after she asked me to be in her her band. So. <laughs> That's <laughs> helped my career.
2: That's
3: <laughs> all. <laughs> all right, guys. So well, just uh, just rounding it up to today, and just like with your songwriting, uh, shallow is uh, how long has that been going on? And um, you know, where where some of them stories come from? Are they personal, or is it other people's lives, or
1: some of them are. Um... Some of them are really personal. I Like, well, the two that I played today, they're not—they're not from my. I'll go and tell you, they're not—they're not from my own life at all. Um, they're just—they're just pictures that I got in my head. Um, they're like a scenario or an idea that I had, and usually it starts with a. It's usually starts with the title. That's usually how I go about things, but it can come from anywhere. It can come from a little that I kind of hear, mm-hmm. and um, and I kind of run with that. But usually, yeah, those those started with. Those both started with the title and just a, a, a idea for a story, and, um, and uh, yeah, some of them are personal, um, which can be can be fun because they can be about specific people, and uh, but you know, um, but you know, sometimes that can be good, sometimes it can be bad. But I mean, the beauty of songwriting is that no matter what it means to me, I send it out in the world, and people can take whatever they want from it. You know, they can you know it can be about anything for them. Yeah. So so that's you know. That's fun. Yes, like that. that's
3: the thing about it is, uh, you know, you'll write a song and you just put it out on the web or just send it over to a friend and like they'll automatically like give it some kind of a meaning and it's not even where the song came from. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's the thing about uh, music or art, uh, visual or interpretation. Yeah, yes. it's it's always open for interpretation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a beautiful thing of uh, guys. How did y'all meet? Uh, how did that go down?
1: You and I met for the very first time at, I want to say it was Courtyard 280.
4: Yeah, Zach asked me to come play at that. Yes.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I think you, we would have every now and then we would, because we had like a standing, me and Zach had a standing gig at um, Courtyard 280, and we had like, I think, that was every Thursday for us, but we would have like Trustville Courtyard like, like once or, or like bi-weekly or something. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, every now and then we would get these guitar players, you know, or people just to come sit in. We had Matt Roach on drums one time. We would get Matt Willis every now and then playing lead with us. And uh, one of them was called kind of Soquel. Cool. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and I thought it went terrible. I didn't know what I was doing.
2: Are you serious?
4: <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that was, what, four or five years ago. And I really kind of was trying to figure out how to play on stage. I just started playing gigs like four or five years ago. And that was one of the. The earlier gigs i played i just remember thinking no no like i don't know her songs i'm just gonna have to go with the key that's in hopefully she'll like it i guess you did so yeah i
1: did it didn't matter he's a great improviser like he's man it's incredible some of the stuff that he just comes up with off the top of his head so yeah no that was whatever you're thinking about any of those gigs it's wrong like it, it was great.
4: i'm very critical of them. that was
3: it's very flexible, man. I was uh, very impressed that night we was over in Fulton Dale. You were playing with Lori Rain, yeah. and uh, just some of the covers. I mean, it was like, man, you know, uh, you did a Pearl Jam cover, and then yeah. there was a Taylor Swift cover. And I was yeah. like, I mean, the guy, these guys are able to pull off some pretty wide uh, genres. I appreciate that.
4: Yeah, she does a lot of a wide range of different styles of music, and I just try to go in and add my own touch to it.
3: So far it's working out good. Like she hadn't fired me, so I guess I'm doing a good job. <laughs>
2: so negative about myself, okay.
3: <laughs> I'm just waiting around to get fired, okay? <laughs> Let's uh so man, just with those four or five years that you've been playing, like uh, was there a lot of fear of being on stage at first? Yeah,
4: yeah, I mean it took me I guess I started playing when I was thirteen and I was thirty-six before I decided to do something. To start playing, my buddy Jason Rubbs was nice enough to let me get on stage with him a lot, yeah, and learn a lot from him and our buddy Daniel McKay. And um, yeah, they taught me a lot, so I owe a lot to those guys.
3: Yeah, it was uh, man, it was church for me is uh, that really got me up on stage. Like, uh, I was scared to death, and then like the thing about the church crowd is like it doesn't matter if good or bad or what you do, you're gonna hear a good job, <laughs> you know. So uh, that was always encouraging, and then when it came time for those open mics, you know, it was a little bit easier to step out because I had been on stage for yeah. so long. What about you? Yeah. Did you have any kind of stage fright when you was getting started?
1: Um, you know, like when I got started, I didn't. Um, I I had kind of started doing like, uh, you know, like I said, like when I was like fourteen, I started putting like songs together and everything, but. Um, First, I wanted to be a. I just wanted to be a guitar player. Like that was my that was my thing. And uh, I joined the FFA student band at my high school, and um, we would go to these competitions, and the pressure was on. And I, I felt fine. Like I was, you know, I, I, you know, I felt like I was in my element. But, and I don't know what happened, but at some point, I did start suffering from stage fright, and um, and that was after I had been doing it for like six years. I mean, steadily. And, um, yeah. So yeah, so. Um, I actually think it began when I started going up to Nashville. I think that's when it began for me. <laughs> but, what do you think
3: uh, it was? What do you think caused it? I
1: don't know. I think, uh, I think that it just felt like the world was going to end if I messed up, like, or something like that, or like, you know, because like sometimes uh, whenever, you know, like the very first time I went up to Nashville was when I auditioned uh, for the Bluebird Cafe's Sunday Night Riders Nights, and I just felt like, I was like, got to get this right. Like if I mess this up, it's going to be awful. And, um, for some reason I, you know, I just, that, that just kind of stuck with me. And, um, but it just amounted to like nervous energy basically. Like now, like when I feel like I'm in a high pressure situation, I'll work out beforehand and I'll get all that, I'll get all that out mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and stuff and then I'll be fine. And so, yeah, um, now it feels a whole lot more, you know, now I'm much more loosey goosey about it. Like I'm much more, you know, I'm much more, uh, whatever happens happens
3: it'll be fine does you know. does being back like with Kyle i mean i mean that has to help as far as like just being on stage for both of you right it's like well i got him on stage with me so i, I don't feel like i'm carrying all the weight you know
1: yeah sometimes I'm, I'm i'm fine i'm fine by myself but definitely now with Kyle and uh it definitely feels like um it feels like he's an extension of myself <laughs> like I how long think have you all been playing together I now feel
4: like,
2: um been yeah
1: about
4: that. I guess you take last year away because last year didn't count for anybody. But
2: yeah, I know that's the so, Mulligan.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the Mulligan year. Uh. Yeah, yeah, that's so strange. Like July 24th, the band, um, you know, that includes Kyle, will will uh, will be together for two years. But we're about like this Ghost Train show coming up is our sixth show, and you know because of the pandemic, like, mm-hmm. and it's so weird to think about that. But uh, but yeah, so if you take a year away, it's been you know.
3: Yeah, let's spend a little time talking about that. So uh, April sixteenth, is that right? Twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Ghost Train. Uh, is that one of the biggest gigs that y'all have done together?
1: Um, what did we do? We uh, we played at Avondale. We opened for uh, Winston Ramble with Jason Grubbs. Right. Um, we opened for Cattle at the, the Vic, Nick. Yeah. That was. Fun. That was
4: fun. And we did horse pins for Sex. And
1: we did horse pins. Yeah. EP we did that EP release. Yeah. This is um. Uh, this is the one I think where we're
4: featured. Yeah. There's no, yeah. There's this no is other gonna be, just, start, just us for yeah. three hours or so. So
2: mm-hmm. gotta start practicing. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Tomorrow, yeah. yeah we're getting on that tomorrow.
3: Three but. hour sets. Does that ever does it ever feel like? Uh, oh God, this is the longest three hours. I don't know if we're gonna make it. We need more solo and <laughs> cow. Yeah. Well,
4: I told her we'll we'll, have, we'll extend my solos out as long as we can there'll be a couple of good breaks in there, but we're gonna we're going time it out where it'll, it'll work out. We got some oh, extra yeah. songs, extra covers we're gonna throw them in there. Yeah,
1: we'll be fine. And I know I know it'll pass I know it'll probably pass like that. Like there's there's been some three hour there's been some two hour gigs I played that just seem like they went on for days. And then there's been four hours that, that that I've done before that are just, you know, just restaurant gigs and they went they went by like that. It just yeah.
3: depends on who you're with. Yeah, I want to hear a little bit more about your story. So, like, from coming up out of high school, being in FFA, mm-hmm. uh, when you graduated, what did life look like? did you pursuing college, or what did you want to do?
1: Um, I I wanted to go to college, but I wanted to go for graphic design. Um, I was also really, like, a, you know, as we talked about it on the phone, I'm also very, very into graphic design. And yeah. Like, um, I, when I saw – Toy Story when I was, like, seven. I was like, I want to do that. Yeah, like and, animation. Uh, so, yeah. So, I became I became really, really obsessed with animation stuff. And um, I had started out um, just wanting to do, like, like, that and, you know, just do graphic design and uh, artwork, paint and stuff like that. And um, I decided to go to school. And then I was talking to my mom about it, and I just started playing, like, bar gigs. And so... I think I decided to take a year off and you know my mom she was fine with that she was like yeah I'll take a year off and then it became two years and you know three years and I just my I started getting way way more serious about music and um which I, I wasn't it wasn't that I wasn't always serious about music it's just that I had these two things and um one just eventually took the took over the other and so, um, and then after that, by the time I was 21, I was, I was gone. Like, that was it. Like, that's, we were just, we are just writing songs for the rest of our life. <laughs> yeah,
3: did you ever return back to college? No. I mean, just with the graphic design that you do, I mean, the early James video, and oh, I've seen some you. of the things you've done. I mean, it's brilliant work.
1: Well, thank you so much. Yeah.
3: I mean, I've got a few projects I might want to use you for. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, no, we talked about that. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I got to send you Let's... some of the. Yes. <laughs> yeah, some of the do. ideas, yeah. Mm-hmm yeah i never went back i never went back to college um i i've definitely i've taken some like uh there's this website called Skillshare that is awesome and um you can learn anything on that Mm -hmm. you can learn i mean just like it doesn't even have to be graphic design stuff it's literally it's anything you can think of like any kind of trade any kind of like like creative thing and um so i've learned some stuff on there but it's mostly just like looking at like what i really really like and then you know and, and thinking about that like my own take on it or, or you know I've, I've taken a lot from artists that I love and different things that I've seen mm-hmm. and um, so you know so I, I've gotten I've gotten by without having any formal training <laughs> yeah
3: I mean that's that's the way it works but well, you get a little bit of time in college where you probably picked up on some of the programs and how to do it right
1: I know I never went to college at all like I oh, just not- yeah no, uh-uh, no. I, I enrolled and I think I took the uh, I think I took the test, the enrollment test. Okay. And That was it. That was that was all. I just never went back. Then
3: it was songwriting forever, huh? <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs>
1: yeah, that stole my soul after that, and and um, you know that's the main thing. Um, I've had, thankfully, I really appreciate. It. I've, I've had a lot of people ask me about, you know, what is your, you know, what could you do like animation jobs? You know, like I, I would love to, I would love to hire you to do that. And I've had to say. I've had to say no because they take, those take so much time. Like mm-hmm. that's different than, a, that's different than a, a poster or like a graphic or something. Man, like that that video I did for Winston Ramble took like like 30 hours. And um, I just, now that the band is starting to play again and I'm, I'm looking for, you know, branching out and looking for things for us to do, that's, you know, the main thing. We'll have to go back to being the main thing. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, Kyle, what about it, man? Like coming up out of high school, what did that look like, man? What was you wanting to do when you got out?
4: Uh, I went to community college for a few years. I lived in Auburn for three or four years, and college just—it wasn't my thing. Uh, just didn't work out, and then I came back home, started working in the tire business, and th- I did that for 15 years. Um, but I'm I'm ready for something different, um, especially now that I've got uh, you know this music stuff going. I want to find something that I can kind of build around that um, and keep my weekends open, so. It's a big focus playing music right now but but the entire business is in my past I got really burned out on it there's only so much physical yeah I'm 42 now so I can't keep you know killing my body
3: (laughs) yeah man I'm telling you it's like with some of the jobs that I've had in the past man and they weren't just like just high demanding but uh I was in my late 20s and I was at Engel Shipyard it was being a ship fitter I did that for a year and it was like every day I was like I hate myself for this. Yeah. <laughs> the mo- you know, the money is just not even worth it, you know. They- and right. it pays well, but it's hot and it sucks.
4: Yeah, but you only have <laughs> one body, and one back. That's right. I wake up with my lower back stiff in the mornings. I yeah. Have to stretch to get out of bed. So, yeah, I'm, re- I'm ready to do something else.
3: So. Yeah. What are you thinking, man?
4: Um, well, I got a couple people I'm talking to. Um, something more along the lines of uh, I got a buddy that he. Uh, works at a sewage uh, maintenance company and he was telling me this job they have basically you send a robot down into the sewer and it checks for like pipes or whatever maintenance that needs to be done and you're controlling it with a screen and the robot has a camera on it so it's like playing a video game so Yeah. I've been training for that my whole life yeah I've been waiting on this gig yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah that would be something cool to look at uh, yeah I'm talking to him this week and we'll see how that goes yeah yeah
3: For sure, man. I'm trying to remember the name of the app. Luke Wood told me about it. Uh, And just being in Birmingham, I I thought about this. It's like if I lived in a bigger city, I wonder if I could walk away from a full-time job. Because it's like Craigslist, but it's an app geared toward just small jobs that people just don't want to deal with, like putting together an office chair or maybe cutting their grass. And I was like, it would be kind of cool just to be, today I might make $300. Well, today I might not make crap, but I got a gig, you know. I was... Trying to figure out, like, if that would be something, like, worth, like, pursuing if you was just being a musician, right? Because it's, like, I think it's a very rewarding lifestyle, but it's, like, you're going to be, I mean, where's the money at unless, you know, you just hit it. Taylor Swift big, you know, right. you're like, pop star, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. What are the odds? Um, so what else? What else right now, guys? we got Ghost Train coming up. What else is coming up for, uh, for y'all that y'all are just excited about?
1: Well, um, I'm trying to trying to keep some things open. Um, we're I'm talking to Roberta about playing the Nick um, probably like in May or June, right? Probably. And um, but now that things are kind of slowly opening back up, mm-hmm. you know, like all these festivals and things are taking applications, and there's all these other things and everything. So I'm trying to I'm trying to wait. Like I hate that. Like <laughs> I hate having to play that waiting game. But um, you know, there's a lot of things, stuff like that, that's coming up that I'm, I'm waiting to see if it, you know, that, that if you know they're like, okay, oh, hey, you know, we liked your stuff, come play. Yeah. Everything. So I'm kind of trying, I'm trying to see if any of those pays off. But um, but other than that, we'll probably be at the Nick. Um, uh, you know, if we can get like some cool opening spots or something like that. You know, like I said, everything is kind of it's open, but it's not like it's everything's it's kind of just like in this. Weird it's limbo. limbo yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And so, but I'm just kind of, I'm trying to wait to see what everything does, and um, like I said, I'm just, I'm waiting for some of these, these pots to boil. We have some duo stuff,
4: right? Like the, oh yeah, yeah, we got, the night before Ghost Train, we're, you and I are playing here, Yeah, and I think we have something else, I can't remember. Yeah, we're playing like in
1: May, like, yeah, a couple times in May, and everything, and then I'm playing Frank all the time, Yeah, and stuff, and,
3: uh. So, y'all both have played at the Nick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the.
4: Yeah.
3: yeah, Steve. And I, Bill. Yeah. I I don't know if it will. I assume it will, but I gotta ask the James Mullis question. Okay. All right. This is about banter. It's about what? Banter. Okay. It can banter. be it can be something that you heard. Maybe you were in the crowd, and you know whoever was performing said it, or maybe you said it, or maybe it was someone in the crowd. It was just like that. Just kind of blew me away. What what you what you say? So it's like. What is the best or worst banner you've ever heard? And a lot of these are Nick stories.
1: <laughs> like on stage, like from a band? Yeah.
3: Like... Or it could be from the crowd.
4: Something that somebody yelled at us?
3: Yeah. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> I've got a couple of stories in that respect. Like that's, Let's that's, go. That's, that's, um one of the one of the funniest things that I that stuck with me was actually said by Ryan Saab, um, and he was on stage. He was at the Nick, and like they were trying to figure out something had gone wrong with the audio or something like that. And they were they were like they, or they were talking amongst themselves. I don't know what was going on, but Ryan turns around and gets in the mic and says, "Man, if I wasn't in this band, I'd hate this band." <laughs> and, and like that. <laughs> that uh, that, uh, that killed me, and uh, I don't know, like crowd wise, like. Like a reacting to stuff. Um, I saw. I don't know if you're familiar with the band Ghost. Um, Yes. Real, real theatrical. Yeah. Yeah. They. I saw them on my birthday arkansas um on halloween night and they do like state. the mask yes. and it's, it's uh-huh. there's a lot of yeah. is it
3: pyrotechnics they use some of that they
1: use yeah when they're able to because they, they play a lot of really old theaters so they're not allowed sometimes they're not allowed to use all that stuff. yeah
3: yeah, i'm a big fan of ghosts i yeah. think the first song i heard of theirs i think it was square hammer yeah yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. that's them. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
1: awesome i've seen them so many times i love them but uh yeah they 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 had this they had this girl um uh, she was really good, but she was very, very spacey, like she did like this very atmospheric indie, and you know if you know ghosts, then that kind of didn't really fit, and so, yeah. um, but she had the look, man, she looked like Morticia Adams she was beautiful, she played like this hollow body guitar and, uh, and like, um, like she came on stage and she didn't really just, she didn't say anything like it was just real, real mysterious and she played like her songs, and like I said they're real, real soft, real spacey and um, like there were people in the back going, "What's the name of the band?" And stuff like I mean, just yelling. And, uh, and she would, like she kind of mind, she's got this really really soft voice. She said, "My name is Melissa Nallor. and something." She's talking about herself and somebody went, "What?" And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so yeah. I <laughs> like
3: uh, I don't remember where Les newbie was, but it was uh, it was this, it was the sound guy that was working this venue. I guess they were friends, but they had just played their first song. And the guy just yells, one more song. I was like, of course you're going to get one more song, man. You're going to get probably about ten more. Right. I was like, that's better than Freebird."
4: I had a guy, or I was at Oasis, I was playing with Jason Grubbs, we were doing a full band. This was a few years ago. And if you're familiar with anything Grubbs does, it's like old blues songs, but, you know, Crank It Up, you know, rock style, and we did, I think we were three songs in, and this older guy that had a Guns N' Roses shirt on is on my side of the stage right in front of me, and after the third song, uh, he goes, hey man, y'all know any Guns N' Roses? And I'm like, man, you just heard us do three old blues songs, does that sound like it's going to fit into our catalog? I didn't say that, so it's one yeah. I was like, "Man, yeah, I just said, sorry, we don't know any Guns N' Roses, and he was like, uh, you ain't worth a shit. And then just uh, walked away, oh, gosh. gave me a disgusting look. Oh my goodness! I like, well, appreciate it, man. I appreciate yeah, it. yeah. But I, yeah, there's a lot of stories I could could tell about stuff that Steve says to me when we're playing on stage, but I don't want to get in trouble. So.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Why are you gonna get in trouble? I
4: know. Mean, uh, we're just always messing with each other, making faces on stage. He's oh, telling okay. me to speed it up or whatever, you know. <laughs> You're dragging, you know. We just mess with each other a lot of times.
3: It's uh
1: Steve is like the police of this band. Like, oh, he's, uh, like he's he's a Gestapo in <laughs> this band. He's like
4: We'll argue for ten minutes of practice about how a song should end. <laughs> 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 it's
1: all because of Steve.
3: Because we couldn't decide, the song went on for eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the argument did. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: nah, it's all in fun We have a good time.
1: Yeah, yeah, we do. That's a uh... It's a really great group. Like I'm, I'm really, really blessed to have these dudes. Like it's, yeah, it's been a, it's been a, a, an edifying experience.
3: I wanted to talk to y'all about just the Birmingham scene, and um, man, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And like I'm glad that uh, I was, I've been able to sit down with some of the musicians and like have these conversations. Is like, uh, when you were first breaking into the scene, and you, you've mentioned it uh, before, but like who were uh, some of the people already in the scene that just really took a chance on you and like brought you in and like maybe to get you to a place. I hear Zach Austin come up a lot.
1: Aw, oh, snack. Well, um, what's funny What's funny is that he and I, when me and Zach, um, me and Zach met, well, here's, uh, yeah, I, I won't forget this. We, he and I went to high school together. Um, but we never like we ran in different circles, and like we just we just never really we never really talked. And now we're now we're best friends. We're like brother and sister now.
3: Yeah, it's weird how it goes. And
1: uh, yeah, and it, it was it was so strange. It's so weird that we, he and I. But yeah, we'd never really talked before. But um, I started uh, I started doing the open mic at um, uh, at uh, Street. I started doing the open mic there, and he would come. He had just started his band, his bluegrass band, Calling Station. And so, um, yeah, he would, he would come, and, and I would play, and then he would play, and, and we would talk and stuff. And um, uh, I became friends with people that he was friends with, and I started going over to his house. And Zach, let's see, what happened? Because uh, I had started playing solo. That was like the thing that I had done. I kind of was in a rock band for a little bit, like I played bass. And that was a ton of fun. That's actually where I met Kyle's brother, and I yeah. didn't know Kyle existed. Yeah. And, uh, but um, but uh, so like it was like right as I started getting out and playing, Zach's band calling station fell apart, mm-hmm. and um, it was this big. It just blew up, and um, it was really kind of a bad experience for him. And um, he really really wanted to give up music. Um, and I think he he was playing the courtyard gigs, and um, he had a bunch left over that the band wasn't going to be doing anymore. And he's like, hey you want to come play with me on these? You know, we'll split the time, we'll split the money. And, um, and so I was like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. And so we would just song swap. Like, that's what we would do. We would, and then eventually we started singing on each other's stuff. We started playing on each other's stuff and we brought the cone in. And that's how that became like, yeah, he and I like kind of like blossomed (laughs) into the scene. Like, Like we kind of planted our roots into the Birmingham scene together. Yeah. And, um. And so yeah that's been a that's been a wonderful beautiful strange
3: ride <laughs> yeah does uh, anybody else come to mind what about you Kyle does anybody really come to mind as far as like I mean you mentioned about getting up on stage and who pushed you there what about just like maybe getting in some other gigs or
4: um, yeah like I mentioned before grubs uh, kind of was nice enough to let me get up and start doing stuff with him uh, then I played let's see. Now, I've mostly done like the Hired Gun thing where I've just played with random just different people Yeah. wanted some lead guitar and I played in one band for about four months that was a great experience this guy like traveled down south and played at the beach and played some cool gigs like that but it didn't work out um, for a lot of reasons uh, I won't mention this thing but uh, but yeah I guess after that didn't work out it was a week later I was ready to give up I was like this isn't for me I am just burned out on it and just Tired of doing it, and then she hit me up a week later after that fell apart. And yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll give it a try. Uh, so yeah, it, that worked out pretty good. It's yeah. working out so far. Pretty good. Yeah. It's <laughs> the best decision. <laughs> One of the best decisions
1: I've ever made.
4: <laughs> but yeah, I have a lot of friends that helped me out. You know, going to these open mics like Taylor Honeycutt, um Gary Edmonds, plug. like those guys have all like taken me under their wing and helped me out to be a better musician and just learn how to play it note for note and not get
3: too overwhelmed, but... You know. yeah. Good plug, man. Taylor Honeycutt. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about what she's got going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that. Uh, Baby Palmer and her, what, they've been out in Texas lately, and they've been all yeah. over the place. Yeah, I
1: think they, I think I saw that they had going to Texas, and I feel like they went to, I feel like they went somewhere in, in the Midwest. I feel like it might have been Colorado or somewhere, I feel like. It might have been, sometimes I've a whole bunch of words together, and
3: my yeah. brain
1: just picks of them up. And <laughs> some of it's right, and some of it's wrong. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, they they were doing that whole thing, and um, you know her and Josh. Josh is an incredible guitar player, and uh, BB, like me and Zach have uh, opened for them, and played with them like at Marty's and Nick before. And stuff. Yeah. And so yeah, they're super cool. <laughs>
3: yeah, I went down there to uh, if I can think of where they're at now. or they? Demopolis, That's right and hung out down there. We uh, podcasted and uh, had to do it twice the first time we'd done it. The episode failed. But there was a baby shower going on across the street, and they had brought out, like, the, a pianist. And then, like, uh, oh it was like people just kept showing up, and, like, we, we were recording in this living room, and it was like, you know, through the window all this was happening. I was like, can we just stop and, like, maybe go to a different room, or do we need to go over there and party with them? Yeah. And, uh, man, it was just, like, the second time I went to Demopolis. I mean, it's just a party down there. Yeah. It's a happening little place to be yeah. a small town, you mm-hmm. know.
1: Yeah, so I heard. It's
3: a one-bar town. Yeah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
3: What about uh, just, like, Nashville? Is there any plans on going back? What
1: plans on going back? Yeah. Um, eventually. Um like i said the 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 one place that's really the most important to me is the bluebird and that you know they seat like i think it's like between 50 and 75 people can only fit in that little bit small Mm -hmm. club and so they're not you know they're not they're they're kind of doing bluebird on third like third and lindsley right now yeah but uh they're i don't know when they're going to open up bluebird proper because you you are you're all on top of each other in there like you're all like you know sitting in these little bitty tables and um I'm, I'm waiting for that to open back up, um, but, uh, and I know right now they're trying to save eggs in and stuff, so there's a lot of these places that are, you know, they're still struggling. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, if, uh, like I said, I have, I have a lot of, I have a lot of ambitions and plans that I'm like, ah, I like, yeah.
3: that I'm just watching. Just kind right? of waiting and on the a, world right the world, now, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, I'm just waiting, waiting on, I'm just waiting on, you know, everything's so up in the air still, but um but, yeah, I definitely – I don't have any concrete plans to get back, but there like there's definitely aspirations
3: to get back there. That's Great. Well, guys, are there, is there anything else to add or subtract? Uh, I do want to plug uh, April 24th again. Uh, so if you're in the Birmingham area or even if you're not, I plan to be out that day to hear it. Uh, so catch that. Uh, anything else to plug, social medias uh, or any other story that we missed that you wanted to talk about?
1: April twenty fourth, Ghost 24th. Train. April twenty fourth, Ghost Train.
4: I'm
1: going to be with Kyle and
3: Steve and Daryl, and uh, it's going to be a good time. Thanks to Greg mm-hmm. Intrican for getting us up there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to it. I love that venue. Um, I think it's going to be a great time. I do too. It's unique. Now that's if if I'm that's the uh, the train uh, what was it the shipping containers kind yes. of stacked and all yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, that's. I haven't caught a show out there. I guess uh, I guess you and me are about to though.
4: Yeah. I mentioned Gary Evans' band, Evans Butler. They're playing up there actually right now. So, uh, we can go catch the last set after we're done here and hear some good blues rock and roll.
3: Yeah. All right. Uh, Social media, is anything you all want to plug before we go?
4: You can
1: just find, uh, you uh, you know, I know a lot of people are worried about adding people on, you know, their personal Facebooks. But, I mean, if anybody wants to do that that's not already friends with me, (laughs) then you go ahead and do that. That's fine. Uh, You can find me on Facebook and find Kyle on Facebook. uh,
4: Social media, there's but. nothing
3: good going on. <laughs> no, Mine's a that. dumpster fire, and that's the way I like it.
1: <laughs> that's the way Kyle likes it too. Like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> well, every Yeah, okay. <laughs> Facebook arguments fill me with, with anxiety, and Kyle's like,
2: ah. Oh. <laughs> I love chaos. <laughs> yeah. Chaos is my home. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, Kyle's been a good ad for me. It's like I like having those kind of people on my feed because I was like, "What's he getting to do today?" Yeah. <laughs> is he stirring up now?
4: Who's he pissing on? <laughs> I love it. But uh, but
1: yeah, uh, YouTube. I got a website, silo.com, uh, You know, pretty much anywhere. You type my if you type C H E Y L O E in Google, you will find probably everything I've ever done on the internet because my the name the way the name is spelled, it's like I'm one of the only. Still in the world that has that spelling,
3: so <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. when I first saw it. I was like, I don't know how to say that. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's Native American, Chloe. yeah. Can it's She Is a lot, it a lot of people? I thought it was Chloe. At
4: yeah. First.
1: I've got people that still call me Chloe, and I'll just answer and I'm the um, uh, side, yes, <laughs> that's me. Um, i got one person calls me Cheyenne, I've got this other guy at my church yeah, calls me Savannah. Shayonse, uh, yeah, Shayonse. Kyle calls me Shayonse. That's that's unique. <laughs> I
3: was like, man, uh, people never get the spelling of my name right. It's it's fairly simple. It's the easiest way. A L A N. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like, I'll introduce myself, and they will be like, Adam. I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's fine. I was like, because I, I know how people are with names. I was like, you're probably not gonna remember any Adam, Steve, Sue. Yeah, roll with it, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we're out of here. Uh, do you want to plug graphic design in? Or I guess we've talked about it. Oh, uh, are, I mean, you ta- are you taking any jobs? Uh,
1: no. <laughs> okay. I'm not. Like, if anybody wants like, a poster or something like that done, like, you know, we can, we can talk about that. But like, animation jobs, like if you've got something that's coming out in like, eight months from now, we could probably talk about that. But if you need something now, it, it's, it's, I'm going to be really, really hard pressed to take that up. Like, and, you know, like I said, a lot of the people that have asked me to do it, I'm genuinely fans of. Megan McMillan asked me, um, you know, I, I, and I love, I love her stuff. Bob Morrison asked me. I love his stuff. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I haven't been able – have not had the time. But, yeah, if you want a poster, you want a Facebook event graphic or something, let's do it. All
3: right. Cool. All right, guys, we're out here. Thank you. Right, Thank
1: so. you all so much for listening. Thanks, Alan, for having us. This song is called Who's on the Phone?
2: I got no paper in my pockets. I got no paper on my wall, the no frame. I got a one bedroom with plants on the porch in various states of decay. I got a box fan in my window. And a game that don't require clothes. You can kiss me like you love me. And I wanna ask who's so on. There's a ghost train in your hips. I know all about that girl from County Line who gave me the scars pressed against my lips. And it's okay if you still miss her. I've got a few ghosts of my own. That's why you kiss me like you love me, and I don't ask who's on the phone.